Thank you for listening to the Risen Community Church podcast. Risen Church exists to point all people to a new life with Jesus. It is our prayer that you are encouraged and inspired by this message and that the Holy Spirit reveals Jesus Christ through it. To learn more about Risen Church or to contribute to this ministry financially, check us out on social media or visit risencommunity.church. That's risencommunity.church. You know, for the last um, 10 weeks, we've been uh, talking about life. And we talked about the two versions of life, uh, living uh, out of the tree of uh, knowledge of good and evil and living out of the tree of life. Um, and then we talked about the power of words. We talked also about the power of um, worship. We also talked about the power of worry and how worry can spin this all of the way around and we get back to uh, point zero where we can't, we don't accomplish anything by worrying, and we need to stop worrying and start living instead. And last week, we talked about the power of dream and vision. I know everybody's using it, but everybody's now saying you gotta have healthy 2020 vision, right? It's everybody's using it, so, but I've been hearing it, and I think it makes sense, it's 2020, so we don't get to do or say this often, so enjoy it. Have a healthy 2020 vision this year. So today, um, we have to start with part one because, again, preparing for the message, uh, I realized that uh, I got out of control. It's, it's a very, uh, very, I struggled with the message. I really did. I really did. God showed me so many different things. Uh, taught me so many different things about who he is that I took it for granted. I remember those things when I was a little kid, when I was running in a yard of my Catholic school and giving the nuns hard time and harassing them and doing ultra work and all that stuff. And I grew up and life happens. It gets messy. And um, I forgot what fear of the Lord is all about. You know? So I started with this. I started with this. I know, your magic touch always works. Yeah. So I started with, with, with the message, and all of a sudden, I started going on and on and on, and, and um, I realized I have to split it in half, otherwise we'll be here all day. So thank you so much. Dr. Daniel, you're the best. So today is the fear of God, part one. So what is the fear of God? You know, we, we, um, we hear the fear of God uh, not too often. Not really too often we hear the fear of God, but we hear a lot about fear. And I put myself in your situation. I said, why would I talk about, why would I teach about the fear of God? It, isn't it Old Testament stuff? How could that be a blessing to you to hear about fear? Nobody wants to hear about fear. But God put it on my heart and, and said, this is you. This is one of the things that the church is missing is becoming a holy place, like how it was. When I was a little kid and I knew that it's going to be communion Sunday and I knew that I have to go to the confession booth and, uh, and lay it all down uh, to the priest, I was scared because 
I know I'm holding a sin. So when I go into church, I know God is there. And this place is holy. The struggle we have today is when we go to a church, we don't feel that holiness anymore. We go in even we're sinners. We have committed sin, but okay, I go worship and leave, and life is good. So let's get to the message. The spirit of fear and the fear of God. So there is multiple types of fear. I'm just going to couple, I mean, cover a couple of them. The first one is the spirit of fear. Okay? There's the spirit of fear is a strong emotion. It's a feeling. It's caused by great worry, which is we got done talking about worrying not so long ago. Worrying and fearing, they all reconcile. They reconcile, they go actually together. About something dangerous, painful, or unknown that is happening or might happen. So fear is an emotion. It's because we worry so much. We, we worry about so much. We fear that this is going to happen. If that's going to happen, I'm going to get sick. Or I'm going to get hurt. And that's why we worry. So fear is something we learn by experience. And sadly enough, sometimes we teach our kids how to fear, even though they're not wired to do that. They're not wired to do that. We, I see a lot of people, they post videos that they're scaring their own kids, putting a clown face or putting a scary face or anything like that. And it breaks my heart. I said, why on earth would any parents want to teach their kids about fear? What's the purpose? What's the benefit? Why? Instead of them loving on them, they teach them how to fear. And stuff has no value. But also, we have the natural fear. Okay? The natural fear is what God created us to do. The natural fear is what God wants us to do. For example, you got to also combine wisdom and fear. You cannot jump off the cliff because you're going to get killed. You cannot touch the fire. You cannot touch... The outlet, you cannot do, you cannot touch the sharp edge of a knife. So that's also good fear. We need to make sure that we use that with wisdom. But the fear of this, the spirit of fear is the scary part. It is the scary part because this is what the enemy uses. So the spirit of fear is the enemy's weapons of life to keep us captive, to stop us from moving and running towards God, dreams visions and calling over our lives. The Bible tells us you are of, this is actually Jesus talking to the Israelites because he, he had a hard time because they don't believe him. They don't listen to him. He tells them, I'm God. I'm the son of God. And they try and teach and preach life and bore life into them, but they won't listen. So this is what he tells them. You are of your father, the devil. And your will is to do your father's desires. He was a murderer from the beginning and does not stand in the truth. Because there is no truth in him. When he lies, he speaks out of his own character. For he is a liar and the father of all lies. So when we get the spirit of the truth, the spirit of the truth is all the lies, all the nagging, all the stuff that's stopping us from choosing what's true, we're choosing what's lie, from we're choosing what's good, and we're choosing what's not good. So, fear can paralyze us and put us into an inaction status. Literally, will paralyze you and I. And this type of fear can make us uncertain about our next step. And that's the scary part. Because this is when we know that we know that we didn't have a clear vision. And the reason why is because faith in the enemy 
is making sure that we do not go after God's heart. We do not fulfill our purpose on this life. We need to be aware of the important distinction between the two types of fear that I'm talking about, the main two fears. The fear the Lord and the spirit of fear. So the fear of God, do you love God? If I ask all of you here, and if I go out on the street, you'll find out at least 60 to 70 people, 70% of people say, yeah, I love God. I do love God. But we cannot love someone who we do not know and trust. Before you love anyone, you got to know them first, and you got to trust them first. We love God, but we really, this is the scary part. We love God, but we don't fear Him. And that's where I struggle with it. Because it killed me. Because it's very, very true. I look at friends in the same faith. I look at people that I know that they have the Bible, the Holy Bible. They have this book memorized. They actually, when you talk to them, they bore out scriptures. They have everything. You look at them and say, oh my gosh, these people, they're really faithful. These people are believers. They're not just disciples, but they're also disciple makers. But yet, behind closed doors, they commit the very basic sins. And you, when you ask them, why? And they tell you, I love God, but I don't fear God anymore. And that's very scary. If you are in this spot, if you are going through this, I urge you, I urge you to check the scripture. I urge you to dig deep in the Bible. I urge you to spend time with God and allow God to test your heart, to refresh your heart and soul, and show you where you need to go. Fear of God has become secondary, not a primary. It got lost in the shovel inside the churches. You know, pastor was ministering at church up in Muskegon. It was a healthy church. It was growing. It was very active in the community. It was blessing the community in so many ways. And then he got caught stealing money, and also he got caught having an affair with one of the ladies in the office. So he's in prison, and um, he asked to have one of his friend's pastor to um, visit him, and he did. And then they got talking about different things and anything. And then uh, his friend's uh, pastor asked him, he said, let me ask you this. You're telling me you love God. And you're telling me you read his words. You meditate and you have your daily devotion. And you had a great ministry going. What happened? He said, what happened is very simple, like most people. I never, ever lost my love to God. But when I fearing God I did what I did and that's the challenge for all of us we can love God all we want all day all, all night and memorize the scripture but not until we start fearing him then we know him in, in, in so many different ways I'll share that with you in a little bit so there is no fear in love so a lot of people, they're going to say, well, hey, we're, we're a New Testament church. There is no fear in love because perfect love casts all fear. Right? Very true. But we have to discern what the message here. Okay? Perfect love. We are in perfect love. When we are in perfect love with God, that means we, are, we fear Him. 
because that's how our knowledge, that's how our wisdom starts. Starts with the fear of God. The fear here is the spirit of fear. The spirit of fear, not until we discern between the two, we get confused. The spirit of fear is against, as the Satan lies. He's there to distract us, to stop us from following God's calling. Be aware of the spirit of fear and the fear of God. Two different things. So again, we have casual love of God. You know, many Christians are worshiping in so many different ways and they're imagining their own God. You know, back in the 80s and 90s, the church made a Mickey Mouse character of God and, and they created disciples based on what Jesus can do for them. Not for them, but they can do for the church. And they started doing something, expecting something in return. So if going to church did not make him known, did not make him famous, did not give him that elite status, they didn't really go to church. Because now they are after themselves making a name for themselves instead of making a name for God. So we have to be careful with that. We have to be careful with that. You know, um, it's, not, it's not about what Jesus really can do for you and I. It's about us collectively as, as believers, as Christians, what we can do for, for Jesus and his kingdom and his church. That's why we get here early morning, set things up, praying over this place and inviting the Holy uh, Presence of the Holy Spirit to cover and fold this place from inside out. So when you come, God is ready. God is here for you, to touch you, to transform you, to speak to you, to show you where you need to go, to give you hope of a new life, and to lift up all the wounds, all the heavy lifting off of you and do all the work for you. So do we really, do we, all of us, really know God? Do we really know God? Proverbs 9.10 tells us, the fear of the Lord, God, is the beginning. It is the beginning. The fear of the Lord is absolutely the beginning of wisdom. And what well, wisdom? Our wisdom. So we become wiser when we begin knowing and fearing God. I'm sorry, we become wiser when we begin fearing God and in the knowledge of the Holy One. So when we begin fearing God, we start getting that wisdom from Him, and also we start knowing Him in so many different ways. Knowledge of the Holy One is understanding. To know God and have intimate, intimate relationship with Him, you know, we have to first fear Him. We have to fear God first to have that intimate relationship with Him. So what is fear of God? What is the fear of God? And I waited on this. I just wanted to start with this intro. So people asking, what is fear of God? Why do I need to fear God? God is love. Doesn't the Bible say fear not? Yes, it does. But now we're talking about the spirit of fear. The spirit of God is totally different. So when we fear God, when you and I will fear God, we embrace his heart. We really embrace his heart. We want all the glory. We want all the honor. We want our heartbeats to beat with Him. We want every breath we take is for Him to glorify Him. To know our place in the order of creation. When we fear God, we know where we stand. We know our place right in the creation. When we look everywhere, we know that He is God. He is the Creator, and we are not. When we fear God, we give Him reverence. When we stand in awe in His home. That is huge. That gives me goosebumps just listening to this. When we fear God, we give Him reverence. 
and we stand in awe of his holiness. He is the only one that our hearts desire. He is the only one that is worthy of our worship. He is the one who wants us, he is the holy one, and he wants us to be holy as he is holy. When we fear God, we fear to live one second, one fraction of a second away from him. We cannot stand to live life away from God's presence. You and I, when we are sensitive to the Holy Spirit and we are totally connected with God, so peaceful, so joyful, so humble. But we have to fear God and honor Him and give Him reverence too. So to love God, watch this, to fear God, to love what He loves, which is all people, to hate what He hates, which is sin. What's important to God becomes so important to you and I. And what's not so important to you to God becomes not so important to us. I'm going to say that again. When we fear God, when we fear God, we love what He loves, which is all people. Please take it to whatever it's worth, all people, because that's what Jesus did. Don't look at the legalistic point of view. These people are sinners. These people, they don't come to church. Jesus loves all people, but He hates their sin. So when we fear God, we love what He loves. We hate what He hates. What's important to God becomes so important to you and I because we cannot bear the thought of doing something that is not important to God. We can't. And what's not so important to Him, to God, becomes not so important to you and I. When we venerate, which is a very powerful word, when we venerate Him, when we venerate God, we give Him reverence more than anything or anyone else, including ourselves. When you give reverence to God, you give it all, because He is worthy. He is the author and creator, and He is worthy for us to honor Him and respect Him. You know, life without Him, until we believe that we cannot live this life without God leading us, because He is always in control of what's in control. So why God got this. Whatever you're going through today, God got this. He is your God. He is also your guard. You know, a lot of times I go to different churches and I go and worship God, and, but I can't find Him. And I say, why? Because I look around and I see people raising their hands and worshiping and saying hallelujah. And praise you God. We worship you. We give you all the honor and all the glory. But yet, they're empty from the inside. They're virtually empty. They're virtually lazy. And then when they leave, they go on with their own life. Just check. I went to church and life is, is good now. I'm blessed have enough money in the bank, have a nice house, have a nice career, I'm very successful, and I'm healthy, and my family is healthy. But where is God in that equation? If you stand back 10 feet and look at your life, you just take a snapshot of your life, you see God's hands in every corner of your life. God is blessing you. God is blessing you in our, our give back to Him. You know, just worship Him. He does not need anything from us. 
He does not need anything from us. He is in need of nothing. But he blesses us so much. But we keep breaking covenant over covenant over covenant over covenant. And then he turns back and shows us mercy. In all your ways, submit to him. And he will make your path straight. Not a zigzag, not a curve. It makes it just straight, like a straight line. Do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and shun evil. This will bring health to your body and nourish to your bones, a nourishment to your bones. So the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. It's the beginning of our wisdom. It's the beginning of us getting to know God in so many different ways that we cannot do that in the natural. When we love Him and when we fear Him and we give Him reverence, He starts moving and He starts changing. He starts opening doors that need to be open and closes doors that need to be closed. He will turn things around. He will blind the eyes of our enemies like Elisha prayed. He will do that. The people that they don't like you, because you and I, we know there's people, sometimes they don't like us at work. When we fear God and ask Him for the small, short, powerful prayer, a prayer, help, things will change. Things will change and your enemies become your friends. But to be scared from God, there is a difference too. We can fear God and give Him reverence, we give Him all the honor, all the glory, and all the respect because He is God and we are not. But also when we're scared from God. When you and I, when we were little kids, when we did something wrong, what we did to our parents, we had, right? We were scared because we did something wrong and we were terrified. So when you are scared from someone, you have something to hide. Adam and Eve, when they committed the first sin, they were scared from God. They were hiding behind the trees from God. So there is a difference. When you're scared from somebody, you have something to hide. But when you fear God, you want to be in His presence every single of every day because He is the one that our hearts desire. Then say to Him, the Lord, the God of peoples, He sent me to say to you, let my people go so that they may worship me in the wilderness. But until now, you have not listened. So when Moses heard God's voice through the bush, he was terrified. He had encountered God's presence and he was full with fear. But he was full with fear, the spirit of fear. And that's why he hesitated. Last week I said, delay obedience is no obedience. So he hesitated, not until God started speaking life into him and convinced him that this is his calling over his life to go to Pharaoh. And now you look, Pharaoh's also. He's in fear of God. That's why he's not being obedient. He does not know God. Why would he fear him? Why would he obey him? And Moses warned him more than one time to, to listen to God's commandment and let his people go. But the coolest story of this here, when Moses went to uh, Hebrew and asked them to let my people go, most of us would think he was taking them to the promised land. No. The scripture tells us he, God, commanded him to take them to the wilderness first so they can meet God. So he took them to the bush in Mount Sinai. Most of us also maybe don't know where the bush is. So he took them to the bush so they can encounter God and feel the same way he felt. And God wanted to meet them. So God talked to Moses, give me three days 
Just prepare them. I want to come down and meet my people. Very disappointing outcome. So I saved you on a eagle wings from the Egyptians, right? I departed the Red Sea. I did a lot of things to break the captivity. There are a lot of things to bring you so I can meet you. But I want to prepare you before you go to the promised land. So what they do, they fear God and then they run away from him the minute they see God and that broke God's heart. And that's the same thing with us when we have the spirit of fear and we do not fully trust God. He grieves the Holy Spirit, breaks his heart because he wants to be there for us as a good father he is. You and I, we want best of the best for our kids. So they run away from God. And Moses was devastated too. He was not happy that they ran away from God. After all the blessings God provided for them, they still decided to go run away from God because they feared him instead of running toward him. They fear him as a God, as the only God. No difference than our ministry. We are all called to bring people to the bush, right? That's our mission, to point all people to a new life with Jesus. Our ministry is to bring people to the bush so they can encounter God, so they can love God and honor Him and have that fear of the Lord in them. We are called to be watchmen of God's Word. We are called to be covenant keepers, and a lot of us, we love God. We really, really, really love God, but we don't fear Him. And God looks at us and says, You are my covenant keeper. You are the New Testament covenant keeper. What are you doing? Your love is great, but it's not enough. When you and I stand before the throne and we have to give count to our life on earth, God is going to say, depart from me, I never knew you. And we're going to say, like everybody else says, you know, I, I worshipped you, I honored you, um, I prophesied in your name, I cast out demons in your name, but we never feared God. We never had that intimate relationship. That when we don't stand in God's presence, when we know that we're not sensitive to His words, we are terrified. We are very terrified. Because we do need God. He does not need us. 